This is Ursula Hogan welcoming you to News Extra on Scarf Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which go into detail on some of the events in the news this week. The name Brendan O'Regan is synonymous with the entrepreneurial and innovative spirit of Shannon Airport for many decades. Brendan resided for many years in Six Mile Bridge and the people there will erect a fitting memorial to him on Monday next the 10th of July. Pat O'Brien met up with Tim Crow of the organising committee during the week. My name is Pat O'Brien from Scarlet Bay Community Radio and I'm here on Six Mile Bridge and I'm uh, with Tim Crow. Tim is Secretary of the Six Mile Bridge uh, Historical Society and uh, having a big um, uh, day on Monday uh, unveiling um, a statue of Brendan O'Regan who was a, a great um, man for Shannon Airport and um, Shannon Development and Bunrashi and all that. Uh, you're welcome to the radio team. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, uh, it's a big occasion to uh, revisit and re-establish Brendan O'Regan as one of the, the founders of our economic plan, not alone in the Midwest, but nationally. He's right up there and worked very closely with John Lamass and T.K. Whitaker in the 50s to bring Ireland into the modern world. Uh, and they were the triumvirate. Now, uh, T.K. Whitaker and Sean Lamass obviously looked after the Dublin area and, Shaw, and Brendan uh, developed the Midwest. And that's why today, Pat, uh, the Midwest is a thriving area. And it's due down, it's all due down to uh, Brendan O'Regan and his yeah. achievements, yeah. Yeah, he had great vision, Tim, as well. You know, he had great vision uh, uh, for the work ahead when, when, he, when he took over the, the, the job in Shannon Development and all that. Yeah, and, and I, I, I suppose, Pat, uh, I, I only just began to realise that most people under 50 don't know Brendan O'Regan or what he achieved. And just some of the basic things he achieved was when he was put in charge of sales and catering uh, in Shannon Airport in the early 40s. Um, Shannon was the stopover from European flights going to America, but with improvements in aviation, um, Shannon was overflown uh, by those airports or by those airlines. Yeah, so yeah. Brendan thought of an idea: how can they get these airlines to stop in Shannon? And he came up with the concept of the duty free, where he got permission from the mass to sell products uh, without tax and that enticed the airlines to stop over, do a bit of duty-free shopping and continue their journey either to Europe or to America, whichever they were going. And that idea, the duty-free, has become a a multi-billion industry worldwide. And there I mentioned the the Dubai duty-free, who turned over 60 billion last year. So it's down to Brendan Regan. That's just one of the impacts. The other one that he... um, had a huge influence on was setting up the first industrial zone uh, in Ireland and as we know today it's the industrial zone in Shannon and what he did there was again he got permission from the government um, to allow companies come into Shannon set up create employment and pay no tax for 10 years the first company in was SPS closely followed by Shannon Diamond or the beers or element of six as we know today and that transformed Shannon over the last 50 or 60 years uh, he saw then Bunratty as a castle and he saw the potential of it so he uh, in conjunction with the owners decided to develop a medieval banquet and a folk park uh, along with uh, similar operations in Craig and Owen oh, sorry not Craig and Owen but uh, Napoque yeah. uh, he then um, realised that he had to go to Switzerland to study hotel management 
and he decided, well, why don't we have a hotel school of management in Ireland? Yeah, yeah. So he instigated the Shannon Hotel School of Management, which is internationally highly rated today. And again, that's what he achieved. Uh, some of us are very familiar with the Irish coffee. It was Brendan mm. who inspired the discovery yeah. of the Irish coffee. And I suppose a little known uh, aspect of his life was his involvement with the peace process in the north. He has been accredited as the first Irishman to bring together the nationalist and the unionist communities in the north under a, a, a group called Cooperation North, yeah, which yeah. was the, the, the founder or the forefather of the Good Friday Agreement. Yeah, yeah. So this guy, absolutely incredible, right? Mm. Uh, and even, you know, the week the Senate with Clare involved in the All-Ireland semi-final, he had a strong hurling connection. Mm. Uh, his father was the first chairman of our club here in Six Mile Bridge. He was also chairman of the Clare County Council, and he was uh, chairman of the training committee that helped Clare win the 1914 All-Ireland. Yeah. Um, Brendan himself just shows the type of uh, leadership qualities he had. When he finished in primary school in Six Mile Bridge, uh, fortunately for him, uh, the family had money to send him to Blackrock College in Dublin. Now, Blackrock is uh, synonymous with yes, rugby, rugby yeah. and the president at the time was the very infamous uh, Archbishop John Charles That's McQuaid. Great, yeah. And Brendan, through his leadership, approached uh, the president of the school uh, to introduce hurling to Blackrock, which they duly did, and into the Linster Colleges. So, over the five or six years that Brendan was in Blackrock, they won the junior, which is under 16, and senior, which is under 19, Leinster titles. Yeah. And Brendan was on both teams, and not alone that, but he was selected for the Leinster schools team to play Munster in an interprovincial hurling championship. Now, unfortunately, probably from the bridge uh, at the time, uh, when he finished his leaving cert, he went to uh, Switzerland, and I think that ended his, his hurling yeah, career. Yeah, yeah. But he obviously must have been a very talented yeah, hurler yeah, as well, yeah. uh, because he played interprovincial schools. Yeah, yeah. And Tim, um, what time is, are you unveiling the, the statue on Monday? What time is uh, yeah. kicking off? Yeah, it's being unveiled at 2 o'clock in the square, which is uh, about 50 metres from where Brendan was born. Some of you might know it as, as Reagan's pub or yeah, Brandon's, Brandon's yeah. and now it's known as the Old House. So that's mm. his birthplace. We're very proud of him. I would like to extend uh, a warm invitation to anybody in the East Clare area or in Clare in general, uh, to come along, particularly if you had a connection, you walked in, uh, into the airport, or as it was known back then, Rhinana or the base, and uh, come and visit uh, the six-foot-high, life-size statue, bronze, um, put in by the Six Mile British Society in partnership with the Shannon Chamber of Commerce in Shannon. And uh, the statue which we have seen uh, was um, sculptured by Seamus Connolly oh, yeah. from Kilbara. Kilbara yeah. uh, his father was Jim Connolly, mm. um, the great, um, uh, I suppose, decentralisation man to bring people back, back down into, to, back to, into, yeah. to, to, to rural yeah. Ireland. Yeah. Uh, he did a fabulous job of it. It will be a, 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 an extraordinary feature uh, from uh, people visiting Six Mile Bridge, like the John B. Keane statue in. Uh, Listowel yeah. or Paddy O'Shea's inventory or um, Mick Mackey in Castle Connell. Seamus uh, Connolly has done all those statues, it's, yeah, so it's yeah. a very high quality. And uh, while I'm at it, uh, the Six Mile Bridge Historical Society has established 12 plaques, uh, steel plaques, uh, commemorating famous buildings or people who were born in the bridge. 
uh, as a heritage trail, and this will include the Brendan Regan statue. We hope to increase it to 25 plaques over the, the coming years yeah, yeah. and uh, develop Six Mile Bridge as a heritage town. Uh, yeah. And the Brendan Regan statue will be a vocal point of it. An awful amount of people around East Clare, maybe in Limerick and in North Tipperary, have, have worked in Shannon and have an association with, with the airport and with the, the industrial estate. So you'll be, you'll be uh, inviting anybody to come. Yeah, and, and, and I think you know, we should be forever grateful for the vision and entrepreneurial and leadership qualities that Brendan showed because the Midwest would not be what it is today without Brendan Regan. And you know, hats off to him, and it's wonderful that uh, the Historic Society have decided to re-establish the uh, achievements of Brendan Regan and we're going further come September we're going to visit the national schools in the area to educate the teachers to inform the students yeah. of the achievements of Brendan Regan and so that his legacy will never be lost because yeah. from generation which sadly has happened from 50 years down yeah. Yeah. so that's not going to happen and also we're hoping to produce a photographic booklet of the different stages of this project uh, to be out for Christmas as well. Yeah, yeah. So Tim, thanks, thanks very much for your time and uh, all the best on, on Monday and uh, hopefully maybe Claire might be in the other island and that'd be, uh, be great here in Six Mile Bridge and you'll have fine weather. Thanks Tim. A 30 kilometre hike takes place this weekend from Two Mile Gate to the 12 o'clock hills. Pat O'Brien met Patsy Neville from the 12 o'clock hills group to get further details and i'm here with patsy neville who was uh, chairman of the 12 o'clock hills development committee and is also uh, one of the organizers of the east clare 30k challenge uh, patsy you're welcome to the program thanks Peter. Uh, you might just give an outline about um, the 30k challenge over the last few years patsy when it started yeah okay i suppose we I think it was back in 2017 the, the, the concept was initially uh, proposed and, and, and from then uh, we have been running it uh, up to the last one was 2022 and, and we are approaching our, our uh, 1923 one of course, or 2023 uh, next, next, next Saturday. So, uh, but in, in between that, of course, we had the COVID-19, and I, uh, we missed two years over that. So, so we are yeah, starting down in um, in Chumal Gate and going up. Melissa, you might give us just a a, a run uh, of, of the. We we're using the same route. Where the staff point is down at the Chumal Gate, and we're meeting uh, Saturday morning, seven thirty. Hopefully, and we'll get the race or the event underway at 8 a.m. Uh, the finishing point will be the, the Belvoir car park, and we'll hope it will take about uh, the hike will take about eight hours, maybe eight to nine hours. So we we should be back in the Belvoir car park around between four and five p.m. The actual route takes in the summit of Mylosa at 532 meters, and we go across the Slieve Bernock uh, via Craignamore and Lockavellig which is uh, known as the Enchanted Lake. Yeah. And then descending down into Bradford Village uh, via O'Shea's Acres. That's through a number of farmers' fields going in, into Bradford. And then in Bradford, at Danny's Bar, we're going to have our refreshments. And from there then, we'll, 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 we'll move out of Bradford. Uh, we'll head up towards Huddlestown and Seafin. Um, 
onto a, and then onto a forest, a forest, a fire break, sorry, track that will bring us to the 12 o'clock hills, and uh, then downwards to the Belvoir car park, and there we'll have more refreshments. So we'll, I suppose the, the Hortonstown will be about 200 metres high, and uh, maybe the next big one, of course, then will be the 12 o'clock hills at uh, 300 metres high. So, so, so in, in all, this 30 k which will take like the, the more, uh, eight hours, so it's not for the faint hearted. Yeah, this was a more experienced walker. Exactly, and before I forget, I'd like to mention as well, this is very important on the day because of the weather conditions that all competing hikers would wear boots with ankle support. This is very important, this is actually compulsory. We'd also like to impress on them to, if, if, if they could to wear gaiters because there are, there's a lot of mud and, and water on the, on the upper hills. And it wouldn't be a bad idea either if they wore long pants rather than shorts because there'll be a lot of briars and, and ferns that on the, the narrow trails that will, that will be rubbing onto their bare flesh, so to be, to be advisable to wear long pants. And um, Patsy, this year uh, it is in, in honour of one of your um, committee members who, who passed away tra- tragically very early on. Yeah, one of our great... Uh, uh, Committee member Sheila Corish uh, from Killaloo, originally from uh, County Wexford. Sheila uh, joined, I think it was back in 2018 that Sheila uh, got involved in the committee. I remember at the time that uh, Sheila was promoting these ultra hikes across, the, across East Dale and other places. Uh, the bigger the challenge was what suited Sheila. So when I contacted her about, um, about having an ultra uh, for the, the 30k challenge to make it maybe longer, she came up with a, a concept of, of, uh, of adding a, a further, um, uh, going up, up to, mid, up to the Millennium Cross. At about, we'll say about six o'clock in the morning, and didn't come over to the two mile gate, you know. But when I put it to committee, committee, it wasn't just totally rejected, like because they felt it to be too much, anyway. But Sheila, anyway, um, she has gone uh, uh, for the past couple of years, she has been sick, she has been very, very quiet about it. But uh, she passed away there, there about two months ago, and uh, and she's a huge loss to us. And so, what we've decided to do is to, is to, um, uh, to give all the funds towards ca- cancer research. So the, 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 challenge, the, the, the Great East Air 30K Challenge this year is known as the Sheila Corish uh, East Air 30K Challenge in memory of Sheila. And then on Saturday after the, the, the hike is over at five o'clock, what we're proposing to do is to, uh, is to plant a tree in her memory. So that happened. So we have a number of our family coming from Wexford for that. So Sheila, I, I mean, I couldn't praise Sheila enough, I suppose. Uh, she really stood out during the COVID when we were down in the Belvoir car park and we were kind of, we didn't have lines in our car park and we, we, had, we, had, we had capacity for maybe 60 or 70 cars at the first, at the breakout of COVID. And then as COVID progressed, we actually increased the capacity to about 90 cars. But even that wasn't enough to, to cater for the needs of all the people who were coming. And I, I remember distinctly that um, Sheila was one of the volunteers. Uh, what we'd done was we, we set up a rota of two hours 
two hours per, per member every Friday for Friday uh, for sorry Saturday Sunday and Bank Holiday Mondays, and we had that roster going. But when it came to Sheila anyway, she was she was she was prepared to do four hours and six hours, you know, and she was and she sometimes she cycled from Killaloo up to the twelve o'clock hills, done her roster, and then she climbed. The twelve o'clock hills, and then she came back down to Killow on her bike. You know, that was the kind of lady she was. You know, yeah, yeah. a workaholic, you know, a fitness alcoholic, yeah, if you yeah. like. You know, she, she was very fit. We don't do all that kind of stuff. We come from Killow and yeah, walk the hills. A remarkable lady, yeah. The, the like I don't think we'll see again. So we we really miss her, and we'll always be remembered by her. Uh, we'll always remember her because we are putting the tree in a very very prominent spot uh, in the car park. So. People will, will see that. We'll have a plaque there to her memory. Uh, and Patsy, have you, uh, is, is, is there a big entry from the, from the walk and, and yeah, the Yeah, there is actually. Well, is, we have so, at the moment now we have 100 online, so we're, online entry will close tomorrow night. So, so we'll, uh, 100 is kind of manageable for us, yeah, and we're yeah. happy enough. It was often less and it was often a bit more, okay. but 100 is very manageable. Manageable, and especially we are concerned about the weather. But the event will go ahead uh, here, rain or snow, and hopefully every, everybody will get home back safely. But hopefully we'll have bright spells during the event as well. That'll do so, Patsy. Uh, thanks very much for your, your time, and um, hopefully the, the the walk will go well for you on, on, on Saturday. And uh, the best of luck for it. You have been listening to News Extra on Scarf Bay Community Radio. Join us again next weekend, and we will keep you updated on local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scarif Bay Community Radio.